Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Greg from Team Newbie Fitness in Washington, D.C. What's up, Greg? How are you today? I'm great. Every day of work is a great day. How are you? Awesome. Doing well. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Pleasure's all mine. All right. Awesome. Let's jump into the details here, wasting no time. How did you get started in the fitness industry? What made you want to own your own gym? All right. Well, I mean, so the reason why I got started in boxing, um, believe it or not, it's a, you know, fairytale story. When I was 12 years old, a neighborhood kid stole my bike and that happened on a Friday. So my dad was like, you know what? There's no more of this. So I was in the gym that Monday and I, you know, I was boxing. I was doing amazing. I made it to the Olympic trials and I, I even turned pro um, currently waiting on another fight now, but you know, I was 10 and 0, uh, five knockouts undefeated, but I didn't really know too much on the nutritional aspect. So mm-hmm. you know, 10 years ago, we didn't know that we shouldn't drink cow's milk. We shouldn't eat meat. We shouldn't eat. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, I stepped away from the ring for a bit and my passion was still lit to, you know, show people the, the sweet science of boxing and to, you know, get people in shape. And what better way to do it than to, you know, be my own brand and be my own business and, and you know, get my feet fully wet in the game. So that's what I did. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So now within the business currently, how do you structure things? What does your business model look like? Are you doing group classes, private training, uh, open memberships? What does that look like? So I do, I, for me, it's more, I like to have people have options. So if I do have classes, I have one-on-one, I have, you know, stretch sessions where you can come and stretch for the, the, the other people that just like, you know what, I just, I just need my hips stretched out, man. Can you help me out here? And as far as the open membership, I, you know, I want to have that, but I have that, but it's just with my supervision. You know what I mean? So you can mm-hmm. come in the gym, you yeah. can do your own thing, but it's not a free fall. You know, I, it's still things that I want to be my way so yeah but you know right. i do have options and everyone can come in and get a good sweat on awesome love it okay so now how many members are you currently serving within the facility i have 50 and that is 50 with classes as well as counting my one-on-one clients okay all right so 50 across the board so is that um any different from the membership numbers prior to COVID? Did that affect the membership numbers? Or are you in a good place? No, currently. Funny enough, so it was all like a snowball effect. Funny enough that I, you know, I was thinking about, um, you know, just jumping full fledged, and then COVID kind of helped me because it was the one, it was the mass mandate. Two, you know, here in DC, you couldn't be out past eight, and you couldn't. So certain people couldn't do what they wanted to do. And then I provided that opportunity and then it just blossomed. So, I mean, COVID has really helped. Okay. Me okay. Well, that's good. It's good to hear that. Uh, it, and that is something that I do hear, you know, here and there that COVID actually helped. So that's mm-hmm. always refreshing to hear that. Mm-hmm. So now how are you getting the word out there about your facility to draw in new memberships? Are you doing any type of marketing um, any Facebook, Instagram, Google, things of that nature, more word of mouth. What is that looking like? Um, I do not believe that street team is dead. So I'm heavily invested in, in flyers and cards and, you know, word of mouth. I, I, I just don't think that that's dead, but 
the other ways are Instagram, there's Facebook, there's Google ads. You know, I want to attack all targets, you know what I mean? To kind of meet my goal. And, you know, it's been yes. working really well for me. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So now meet your goal. Do you have a specific goal as far as memberships go on a monthly basis or is it an overall goal? What does that look like? My overall goal. So it's different goals. So with personal training, it's a certain goal. So, but with the classes, I would like to have uh, 100 to 150 members every month paying me mm -hmm. that fee. And that way I can kind of step back and get into my passion of, you know, training those one-on-ones, but you know, it's, it's the businesses. If you don't work, you don't eat. So it, yeah. you know, you, you got to get out there and grind. So that's, and that's another reason why I don't think street team is there because what other person would want to work out with a person, unless they see it and you're like, Hey man, I can do this for you. And instead of third, but mm -hmm. the, the grind never stops. Okay. So wanting to grow the, the group membership so that you can have a reliable foundation for the business so that you can focus more so on the personal training again, because that's what you like to do. Is that kind of the overall goal? That is the overall goal. Yeah. That, and, and you know, to push the brand and let everyone know that, you know, for me, it's more of a community based kind of ordeal, but you know, I really mm -hmm. love the group classes. I really, I even check in with people, but yeah, the, the overall goal is to get those one-on-one -on -one clients to get that time with them and, you know, to, mm -hmm. to get them to their goals. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And now I always like to talk about marketing, like having multiple poles in the water, which seems like you do, you know, you have a couple of different ways to draw new people in, whether that be through flyers or Instagram posts or Facebook or Google or, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, so with that being said, are you doing paid advertising through some of those channels or are you mostly just organic with that? No, so a lot of it is organic, but a big percentage of it is paid advertisement because you know you get okay, you got to invest in yourself, and that's my motto like, why be nervous for something you want? So, yeah, I, a lot of it is paid advertisement, and it's been doing very well for me as well. So, good mm -hmm. paid advertisement for me is the way to go. Yeah, for sure. Now, how many new faces would you say on average you're seeing per month? For classes, not as many, but for personal training, a lot. And my phone may ping maybe 10 to 12 times monthly. But in my head, if I can keep three or four of those people, that's a win. Because mm -hmm. okay. I'm interested in that, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So are you the only personal trainer within your facility or do you have other personal trainers as well? Or do you take on most of the personal training clients and then they handle the group classes? How does that work as far as structure goes? So I'm glad you asked. So for me, my day starts at about 5.30 a.m. So I can mm -hmm. get my uh, personal clients out the way. And then I have classes at 7 a.m., 8 a.m. Then I have more personal clients. And then my fiance, who I met at a gym, honestly, um, you know, she jumped on board and was like, you know what? I see your vision. I see your drive. So she teaches the evening classes. And if I okay. have anything else to do out, so it's, it's the two of us. Awesome. Okay. All right. So mostly morning to afternoon for you. And then she kind of takes over in the evening. She steps in. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. That's, that's great to have uh, some help there so that you're not doing everything from 5am to, you know, eight or 9pm. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so now within 
the sales process. So I really like to talk about sales because a lot of people don't like to talk about sales. Um, So when somebody comes in or shows interest in the facility, whether it be group training or personal training, what does your process look like? And are they coming in to take a free class or are they coming in for like a a sit down consultation? What does that look like when somebody says, hey, I wanna train here? For me, it's, it's, it's a consultation first because I'm a real big, uh, guy on energy. So I don't want you to yeah. come in and then you you don't mesh well with this person. Not to mention you may have past medical things. So I like to, number one, number one thing we do is we go over the waiver. We let them understand that fully. And the mm-hmm. consultation is absolutely free. And, you know, that may take 30 to 45, sometimes an hour if, if the vibe is there. But, you know, I get your goals and I get, you know, what you want and your past medical history. And that way it can better help me tailor a regimen to suit you because classes may not be for you. You may need that one. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're a prior athlete, you can jump right in the class and get going. So yeah, right. I, you know, I, consultation is the number one thing. I don't do anything unless you come in for a consultation first. Got it. I love that. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, that allows you to really sit down with people, dig a little bit deeper and determine what drew them in in the first place, you know, super important to remember that everybody that comes into your facility comes in for a reason, whether that reason be big or small, they are there for a reason. And it's your job as the trainer or the coach to identify that and provide a solution. So having that time to sit down with them is super important. And like you said, making sure that they kind of fit the vibe of the community that everybody kind of meshes well together to make sure that they're a good fit. That's important as important as well. Uh, So now as far as your membership structure goes, do you offer like six month, 12 month memberships? Do you offer packages? How do you structure things on the membership side of things? So for me, I would like to consider myself a little bit unique on that. You know, most gyms, you sign up on the first and the 15th or whatnot. Like for me, if, if it's for a class, um, there's no obligation to sign up for 12 months or for six months or, you know what I mean? I want it to be authentic. So if you were to sign up, let's say today is the seventh, okay? Your reoccurring time would be the seventh of every month. Right. Mm-hmm. If you would have to cancel or you would not, you just let me know within, you know, 24 hours and we're good there. Now, as far as the personal training goes, um, you have to buy a package. So I do have, or if you want to buy three packages and let's say, you know, for math purposes, it's $10 a session. Okay, great. You want to pay that session. All right, fine. But if you were to buy a package, you have to use that package within the month. So if it's the eighth today, you have till the eighth to use all your sessions within that package. And, and that's that, you know, I'm, I'm a real big believer on, I want you to be here as much as you want to be here. I should not have to track you down. You know what I mean? Like I want you to be here. So, and that's yeah. been working pretty well for me. Okay. All right, cool. So I I definitely respect that viewpoint as far as like, I want you to be here. Uh, I don't want to have to track you down. Now, on on the other side of that, the the month to month memberships were tough for me personally, when I was in the facility, just on, on the business side of things, just being able to have a good idea of the monthly reoccurring revenue to have a good idea of what was coming in on a monthly basis. So sometimes that makes it a little bit harder to track things if 
you don't have people who are committed to six months or 12 months uh, just because you never know. Somebody could cancel at any time, which yeah. is fine, but it just makes it a little bit challenging from a business standpoint to kind of predict growth. So how do you go about doing that? And what does your retention rate look like? Are, are people typically sticking around for an extended period of time? What, what has your experience been with that? Normally, people do stick around. The, the toughest times is the holidays. You know, people travel or my one-on-ones may say, oh, you know what, I uh, I forgot I had to do this. And it, so it, it it is tough, you know, and I talk to my fiance about this all the time. But it definitely is tough. Um, we actually had a conversation uh, prior to this about, you know, having people pay and come in for that three month or, or six months. And, and it's so funny you said that because, you know, I feel like I'm going to have to shift towards that to kind of you know get this this thing rolling so that is yeah to be honest it is tough you know and you know I'm, I'm dealing with that but you know moving forward here you know that's not out of the question to where as though i may not have a, a three-month sign-in lock-in or six month or even a year you know what i mean so mm -hmm. yeah 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 absolutely because you know a lot of the time what people need is accountability above anything else. It's like, they need somebody there waiting for them. They need somebody reaching out to them if they don't show up. They just need somebody kind of motivating them, pushing them to actually get to the facility, to stick to their goals, to be able to actually reach those goals. So we all know within the fitness industry that you're not gonna see results or, or life-changing results within a month's time, right? right? So you know, having a system in place or an option either, you know, where you have those memberships available, whether it be three months, six months, 12 months, you know, and the longer term, the membership, the lower the rate, exactly. you know, so that incentivizes people to stick around for a longer period of time. And then it also makes things easier for you as the business owner to be able to grow, to have that solid foundation for the business. If you have a certain amount of people who are committed to a year that you can build off of, you know, and it just makes you. things so much more predictable. And that's not something that you would even necessarily have to change for the members that you already have, have you know, really it's yeah. like you could just grandfather those people in and then change things from there. So it doesn't affect the people that, you know, you've had with you for years and years that are used to doing things the way that you've done them. You know, you could just change things for the new people coming in and then start really building that foundation for the business. So that's kind of how we would always handle things in the facility was, especially if we were raising prices or whatever, it was like, whoever was on what yeah, they were on, they would stay there, you know? And then for the new people coming in, the price would be different. And then it works out because nobody gets angry, you know? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that was typically the way that we approached things, but yeah, I can, um, I can definitely see where sometimes it, it probably gets a little bit, frustrating just not knowing what's coming in on a monthly basis makes it a little bit hard to plan it does you know and and that's you know i reached out it's funny because i do have my own business and and, and it's doing well but i you know my passion for this fitness thing drives me in so many different directions i just inked a deal with i have two i just inked a deal with uh university of maryland where i'm coaching their boxing team okay and I, and, and also i inked another deal with um the DCPS school system is a high school system. And I, you know, I got a 
called to do a program with the kids of Cardoza, ages 14 to 18. So, awesome. So, and, and, yeah. and to me, that's just another lane to push my brand and yet, you know, help the youth and, you know, get them, but ultimately push the brand. Yeah, of course. And so how do you have time to do that? How do you have time to do all of those things? It's tough. It, it gets tough. And, and, you know, that's why I have to, I know I keep bringing this up, but, you know, I have to give praise to my partner here. She, she, she stays on top of me. She lets me know she helps me with scheduling. She helps me with, it, it's more so of a realization that you can't do this by yourself and you need a good team. Yeah. You know what yes. I mean? Like you, you have to have a team. You cannot do this by yourself. And you right. know, I'm in the position that I'm in. So. Yes, I'm, absolutely. I'm, and are you looking to bring on other staff members as well to kind of take over some of the things within the business to allow you to focus on those other opportunities that you have? Absolutely. Absolutely. I um, had a meeting uh, last weekend with a few trainers and, you know, they're, they're, they're bright stars. They're looking, but you know, for me, I want to make sure everyone is, one CPR qualified, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, you know, have these qualifications before you jump in, but absolutely, you know, I'm getting to the point now where I want to work smarter, not harder. Yes. And you know, I'm not a spring chicken, so I can't, I can't run around 24 hours a day. It's like, I gotta fall back and let the brand push itself. So yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it gets to a point where it's important for you as the business owner to work on the business and not in the business all of the time, exactly, you know, because right. it's so easy to get caught up in being in the business on a day-to-day -day basis. One, you're super passionate about it, right? It's like you started yeah. business because you love fitness, because you love changing people's lives and you love personal training. You know, you have great relationships with these clients that you've had for an extended period of time. Uh, so it gets really easy to be wrapped up in the business all day and then not have the time to be able to focus on the business and the growth of the business. Right. So that's something that a lot of gym owners face. And it's also hard to delegate some of those tasks, you know, especially when nobody at the end of the day, nobody cares about your business more than you do. Than you. So exactly. sometimes it's hard to step back, delegate some of those tasks you want to make sure that the level of service is upheld. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it's like you're, you're very specific about who you bring in and who you delegate those tasks to, because Absolutely. you want to make sure Absolutely. that that level of service doesn't dip. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that can be a challenging piece for sure. Um, so now this time of year is very big for planning and looking at the new year and what you're looking to do, where you're looking to go, what your main focuses are within the business. So for 2022, what is your main focus within the business? Where are you looking to take things this year? You know, I, the first thing I would have to say is, you know, just growing my clientele. You know what I mean? I want yeah. to grow my clientele, have everyone come in and maybe out you know, roll out an online platform. You know, I don't mm -hmm. want to be caught behind, you know, Peloton is doing a, an, an amazing thing. So, you know, I, and not to mention, everyone has their phone in their hand. Everyone's on a laptop. Yeah. So for me to not roll out an online platform would probably be a little, you know what I mean? So having an online platform, maybe an app, you know, and that way people can just stay in contact with me and I can stay in contact with them and they can work mm -hmm. out. Some people have just 30 minutes on a lunch break. You know what I mean? So to have right. just another option to give people to, you know, to, yes. to help grow the business, I think would be an outstanding thing for me for 2022. 
Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Another stream of revenue. And the nice thing about the online platform is that you're not limited by zip codes, right? Exactly. It's like you can literally help anyone from anywhere in the world with that online platform. So that really opens things up for you. And like you said, it's convenient. Everybody always has their phone in their hand. They're looking to just get in their quick workout on their lunch break. That's doable when you can just set them up with programming, send it over to them, and then keep them accountable with the accountability piece and the nutrition piece as well. So if you can tie in all of those things together and do that online, that just really opens up the opportunity for you to serve more clients. And especially being a personal trainer, you know, you only have so many hours in the day. Exactly. So you can only realistically take so many sessions throughout the day because typically they're one hour, you know, so how many hours do you really have in the day? How many clients can you realistically serve? Whereas the online piece, you know, you don't have to be there for those one hour sessions all day, every day. So that allows you to help more people, um, in a, in a way that's, uh, easier to scale just because it doesn't require so much of your time. Exactly. So that's, that's a huge piece. Awesome. All righty. And then, uh, so one thing that I always love to ask is if you could, snap your fingers and just improve one thing within your business right now today, what would that be and why? Ooh, that is a good question. (laughs) Again, I'm going to jump right back on to, you know, my, my, my online platform. I think that, yeah, I'm going to go right back to that online platform, whether it's merch, whether it's uh, workouts, whether it's, you know, I just, I just feel like with that, with everything being so like digital now that, yes, you know, the first thing, because people are so visual, it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? The first thing you got to catch their eye, they have short attention spans. So you have mm-hmm. to catch their eye. So I would say, you know, my, my website is great, but that online platform, I think would be, if I could snap my fingers and have that, cause you can reach literally billions of people. Like, you know what yes. I mean? So that's what I'm going with. And we're going to, we're going to snap. <laughs> there we go. There it is. There awesome. It is. Okay. So now with the, you've brought up the, the merchandising or the merchandise rather piece a couple of times here. So are there any other services that you're offering currently within the business for your clients or any other streams of revenue? So merchandise or accountability or nutrition or anything of that nature that you currently offer to the clients that you have? Yeah, so I do have a nutritional aspect. Granted that everyone nutrition is not the same. I mean, we can go down the list of blood type or, you know what I mean? But of course. I, mm-hmm. aspect, I have merchandise as far as shirts, hats, hand wraps, gloves, uh, water bottles, you know what I mean? And for mm-hmm. me, that's that's a walking billboard. Right. If, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I see you. So yeah, so I have those things rolling out and you know what I mean? We're, we're all right. Okay. All right. And um, so is the nutrition piece something that a lot of your clients take advantage of, or is it just kind of here and there? I'll say 50, 50, you know, a lot of them like, yeah, I need to do this and I want to do this. And when I present them with that, they're like, oh, okay. Well, you know, it's it's that accountability thing. So I'll say it's 50, 50. 50. Okay. 
And is that a service that they can add on to their membership, um, like a, a monthly additional charge, or is that part of the membership? Or no, how does so that work? It's, so it's a baseline of, hey, don't eat this, eat this. That's just a baseline. But if you mm -hmm. want to get more in depth, that's an additional, um, you know, thing that I that I put on. But it, right, have okay, a, you know, a baseline of don't eat this. You should eat this. You know what I mean? But for a whole nutritional thing and meal plan. And that's a whole nother separate lane. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I asked that specifically because within facilities, most, most facilities don't have any systems in place for Ascension, right? So taking clients that they already have and offering them other services. So your best source of revenue is the clients that you already have within your facility, you know, because people that have already paid you once are more likely to pay you again than somebody else just coming in off the street, you know? Mm -hmm. So being able to provide other services to the clients that you already have, that obviously allows you from a business standpoint to charge more. And then from the client standpoint, it provides them with a better and higher level of service to get them better results. So I think that that's something a lot of the time that's over overlooked. Most, yep. most places are more just focused on just getting more people in the door rather than really focusing on the people that they have in the doors already and providing other services to them to provide that higher level of service to, to allow you to be able to charge more for the people that you already have. So then you get into a situation where you can charge the people that you have in the facility already higher rates and be able to serve them better, provide them that higher level of service rather than constantly having to get new faces in the door. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that can um, make things a little bit easier as far as, um, you know, not being on that hamster wheel. You know, a lot of people are on that where it's like people are constantly going out the back door and then they're constantly having to get new people in the door where, you know, a lot of times that can be stopped by providing that higher level of service to get your clients better results. And then they're far more likely to stay. Um, but I think also with that being said, a lot of people are actually afraid to charge what they're worth. Yeah. That was a big thing that I went through when I first started and I yes. myself so much, but mm -hmm. you know, I'm worth it, man. I had to tell myself that. Yes. And, um, yeah. You know, if you, if you want what you want, you have to pay, you get what you pay for. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And, um, a lot of people are afraid that people just won't value the services that you're providing. But one thing that is super important to keep in mind is that you're not your customer, right? right? Like for you personally, fitness has been a part of your entire life from yeah. a super young age. So you we're never really looking for the services that you provide because you don't necessarily need them, right? Like it's always just been a part of who you are essentially. But for somebody who has no idea about fitness, has never worked out in their life, really needs to lose 40 or 50 pounds and has no idea where to start, you know, they value what you're providing at a much higher ticket than you might. You know, so it's important to kind of step out of your own head and kind of right. look at things from the perspective of your 
potential clients. Exactly. You have to understand that you're the product and you're pushing right. you as the brand, as the product. So, Right. Yes, absolutely. Very totally. important to keep in mind. Easier said than done, but an important piece there. Yeah. All right. So now uh, another thing that I love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice for somebody who is considering getting into the industry, opening their own facility, what would that be? It would, be, it would actually be more than one piece. I don't know if I mm-hmm. can bring it yeah, down. Yeah, go for it. Number, the absolute number one thing is believe in yourself. Don't listen to anyone. If you have a goal, it can be done. And yes. try not to put unnecessary pressure on yourself saying, Yo, I want this in six months. I want this in a year. You know what I mean? Things take time. And yes. I, you know, I found it hard for myself when I first started. But So that would be number one. Do not listen to anyone. You know what I mean? Number mm-hmm. two be diligent and do your homework and don't be yes. afraid to, you know, use your resources with those two pieces right there. You know, you, the sky's the limit. You know what I mean? We, yeah. you have, like I said before, you have that phone in your hand. If you have a question, Google it. It's right there for you. Do not be yes. afraid to use the resources and believe in yourself. And you know what I mean? Sky's the limit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, a really good point. You know, it's so interesting because basically now, all of the information that you could ever want and need is out there. Right there. It's yep. just that you have to go grab it, you know, and and be open-minded and willing to look for it, you know, because I think also what happens a lot of times is like we get so stuck in our ways of wanting things to work a particular way. And then if they don't, sometimes we're not willing to look at other options or be open-minded and change and adapt. And I think COVID has really opened people's eyes to making sure that they're open-minded and willing to adapt because pretty much everybody was forced to over the last two years or so. So it was kind of a good eye-opener and lesson for business owners in general to kind of remain open-minded and not get too stuck in our, in our ways, essentially outside the box. You have to, Yes. Mm -hmm. you have to. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Oh, great. So I am on YouTube. I'm sorry. Instagram at newbie fitness. I am on TikTok at newbie fitness, Facebook, newbie everything is newbie fitness so facebook is newbie fitness instagram is newbie fitness TikTok is newbie fitness my youtube is newbie fitness and i am one of those guys that follow back don't worry i'm not one of those guys that don't follow back you can dm me you can ask me anything you want i'll send you a workout that's me so i'd love to have you follow me perfect i love that and i like to hear that you're on TikTok too because that's the new thing you know that's That's a new marketing tool right there yeah it's the wave so Awesome. All right. Perfect. So Greg from Team Newbie Fitness in Washington, D.C., thank you so much for taking the time to join us. It's been awesome having you on the show today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there. and We'll catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, 
Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Steve Lashin from Great Jones Fitness in Manhattan, New York. How are you doing today, sir? Great. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Oh, thanks. Thanks for being here with us. I appreciate you being here. Let's jump into it. We got a lot to cover. Give us the lowdown. Tell us what Great Jones Fitness is all about. Great Jones Fitness is a by appointment only personal training studio uh, where a client can come and get great programming with, you know, very experienced trainers. We're in the business over 30 years. Um, you tell us what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. We figure out your abilities, your limitations. We do some programming and we try to get you in better shape and give you a better life based on that. Simple terms. I like that description a lot. So I don't think any interview with you is going to be complete without some backstory. You've got some really cool history in the industry. You've been around the fitness scene since before there was a fitness scene, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't say that to age you because I mean, you, you, you don't look a day over, you know, 58, <laughs> we won't say that on podcast, but you can say, right. But no, I think, um, you know, you, you've had a lot of experience packed into the time that you've been in the industry. So give us a little background, um, the meat of what led to this incarnation of your career. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, I'll just say one quick thing just regarding my age. Like, I'll say I'm 59. I think we're in the only industry where if you can keep yourself fit and in shape, you don't have to pretend you're younger. You can actually use it to enhance your business. You know, when I was a 20-something trainer and I had clients this age, they would sort of look at me and kind of shake their heads and go, like, look, I really appreciate you trying to be motivating, but it's different when you're older. You don't understand. You'll see. Um, and now it's the other way around. And I, and I, we try to use that to inspire people. And we kind of actually play that up. But um, I got into the business, geez, I'd say 33 years ago, accidentally, I was a competitive bodybuilder. So was my partner at the time. We didn't know each other at that time. Um, and we just sort of, I was going to school for nutrition and trying to go a clinical route with that. And uh, we were just really enjoying the, you know, fitness and the non-clinical aspects of nutrition that we were doing. And we just tried to make a go of it. And at that time, you sort of had to make your own career. Um, I answered an ad just by chance, leafing through a magazine, you know, that was on the counter at the gym I was at in Diamond Gym in Maplewood, New Jersey at the time. And uh, I came and interviewed. And I wasn't even aware at that time, to be honest with you, that there was such an occupation as personal training. And um, to me, it was just something I did. It was something I kind of thought everybody sort of knew at least a little bit. And the fact that people were going to kind of come to me and pay me and, and have me help them exercise initially was a very, very strange and, and kind of a foreign thing. Um, so did that for a bunch of years. And then um, we kind of moved to a big box gym and, and, uh, and we installed the first in-house training program in a big box gym in Manhattan. Uh, and then we did a lot of other things, you know, relating to fitness. And then we reconvened 13 years ago um, to kind of we had this vision of how we wanted pr to present 
personal training and what we wanted that to be and you know how we wanted to kind of give that to our clients and we started great jones fitness and um it's been great ever since so we're, we're very grateful for how well it's gone awesome i don't know how you managed to tell the story of all those years and make it make sense in such a short period of time <laughs> but thank you for doing it for the sake of us getting to other things uh, i appreciate sure. that so yeah that's um, a very abridged version but you get the gist of it. i'm sure there's a million cool stories in there that we'd love to hear maybe on a maybe on another day but i want to get the the, yeah. the big stuff out, out of here so um great jones has been in existence for 13 years has it been in the same yeah. spot the whole time yeah same spot it's on great jones street you know hence the name you know, we were super creative with the name. It was on Great Jones Street. And we said, well, let's call it Great Jones Fitness, you know? So <laughs> it's been right there the whole time. And I think for you, you, you must have a very hyper-local market there, right? It's got to be people who are either living or working more than likely in walking distance or close by to the facility. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. The majority of them are, for sure. But I'm flattered and humbled. Like I have a client that drives in from New Jersey just to work out. He, he lives and works in New Jersey and he drives all the way in. And we have people coming from all over Manhattan, from Brooklyn. Um, so it's not always walking distance. For sure, that's, that's kind of, you know, that, that's a lock if somebody has a facility that's, you know, almost right outside their door. Um, but it's, it's broader than we would have anticipated. Yeah, I think for for the hyper local having the name like oh I know Great Jones Great Jones Fitness yeah. cool works for me. I bet you some of those people that traveled to you at some point or another may have also lived or worked in the area and by means of Manhattan being somewhat transient sometimes may have been in the ecosphere at some point or have a friend or yeah. you know people people find out about you. It's but perfect. yeah, like you say that is it can be very flattering and humbling especially because you know, getting into Manhattan, if you're not already there, um, no fun. <laughs> if you've never done it, um, you probably won't ever do it. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's a chore for sure. But okay. So you've been there for 13 years. Um, it's a small studio, um, really mm -hmm. room for no more than two trainers at once. And again, this is mm -hmm. somewhat by design for you. You wanted to have a true semi-private experience for people. Yeah. Um, in a location that, that you know you wanted to live and work I guess you you're a little bit down the way um, from where you live now but it's still it's it's close to home it's it's the the same atmosphere the same city um, it, it was the feel that you want and you this came about you said from experience different different things you had done things you liked but a lot of things you disliked and you knew I think in right. your words you're gonna have a small space there's not really room for fluff, right? You got to get rid of everything that might possibly be a no. So how did you come up with the efficiency, the compact design, um, and make something that worked that could support the business you wanted? Yeah. You know, it was, uh, you know, obviously you do, you do a business model, you know, price per square foot and all of your expenses versus what you project you can make. Um, we didn't find that too difficult. You know, it, it was, it was a few spreadsheets, and we thought we pretty much had it down. And as far as the facilities concerned, we knew sort of what type of a space we wanted, sort of a big rectangle type loft. And as you can see by the website, um, and this was another enhancement, it's primarily functional training equipment. Um, there's not a ton of machines. So that's a space saver right there. 
Um, and we just kind of have what we need. Uh, for example, if somebody, you know, instead of hanging a heavy bag for somebody to hit, I'll hold pads. And then that's a way that we can also be involved with the client, and, you know, battle ropes and kettlebells and, you know, there's dumbbells and barbells and some of the conventional stuff. We've got a treadmill, an elliptical machine, a bike, a rower, and one sort of smaller scale multi-cable machine. And those are the only, you know, quote machines that we have there. And the rest is all functional stuff. So that tends to be very space sufficient just just because of that. All right. So you build this thing out. Um, mm -hmm. You and your partner both had industry connections. To what degree did you have established clientele? I know this is going back a long time, but it comes up all the time. Like when people want to open a facility, do I need established clientele? How much does it factor in? And I'm sure a lot of those people have kind of filtered in and out over the years. But what did that look like from you as far as, hey, we, we need this many clients to cover the expenses. This is how yeah. many I have. This is how many you have. And this is, this is what we have to get going to make this work. Uh, what did that plan look like going in? You know, uh, it, it's an interesting question that you ask because it, it's, it's an important one. Um, you know, we had an established clientele. You know, we've been doing this a long time. And most trainers will tell you, like, if, you know, if you're a good trainer, you know, you develop these relationships and you know, we have people that we've been training for 20 years, you know, they'll just stick with you, you know, if you do right by them. And um, so we kind of went in with that, but then also it's not without risk. You know, you're taking a risk, taking on this overhead, the build out of the facility was a big deal. It was a complete and total gut renovation. Um, but also, you know, if you build it, they will come. And so there's a bit of that, you know, and so just having a facility is drawing more clients. People become up strong in a Google search. If you're searching for personal trainers and know how, you know, people were very surprised by the amount of people that just find us because we don't have a storefront. We're in the second floor in the back of a building. There's no sign. There's nothing. You don't know we're there. Um, and we do that for discretion for some of the higher profile clients that we have. Um, so you model out how many hours you think you're going to need you know, to, to cover your overhead, but we came in each of us with a very strong clientele right off the bat. And then we just acquired more from having the facility. All right. So the, there was, <laughs> yeah. So you had at least enough where you felt comfortable. This is viable. I can come in. I'm not going to be starving, you know, eating canned tuna, sleeping on the gym floor for the first yeah. six months. You, you at least felt comfortable enough that, all right, we're, we are where we are. Um, and assuming that we get the clientele to come, come over to where, where we're opening, this is going to work. So how that much had to be strategic too, by yeah. the way, um, right. You, you know, know cause we, you know, I'm sorry, I interrupted. You. No, I, I was going to say, you might be about to answer this. And, and if not, you'll, you can make your point first, but uh, I was interested in how much actual conversation happened beforehand with your clients. Like, Hey, I know we're training here we're thinking about we're going to do this thing you know is this is this location going to work for you are you going to come this is what it's going to look like but did you put a lot of stock into those conversations before you made the move yeah a lot you know and there were two things one was that you know certainly there was there was that kind of you know recon to, to figure out can these people come and we were pretty sure that they would because we were working in the general facility vicinity already anyway but part of it, it was, was out of need. I was, I had, 
look, I, at the time that, you know, I had, my kids were little, I had a mortgage, like, you know, I had a life and I had a lot of expenses and this was my career. I was working out of other people's personal training gyms and I was watching what, you know, what was happening with them and they were closing. Uh, I was working out of the place I worked right before this. Uh, the lights went off one day because the guy didn't pay the Con Ed bill. And I just said, you know, this is not like writing's on the wall here. I need to make sure I secure a place to work that I can control. And so part of it was out of need. And so we were really on a mission when we started this. It wasn't just like, hey, wouldn't it be great if, you know, it, it, it was as much as we wanted to do it, it was also necess necessary. Rob was working out of a, um, you know, we have a, we have a very good friend who owns a, a Muay Thai gym and then they have a fitness aspect of the gym and he was training people there. Um, and it was great. Um, and, and they were great to us, but we just really kind of, we needed to pull all of this in to a personal training only construct. Got it. Got it. So you put that all together, you're there, you have some initial clientele, um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to, so chicken or the egg here. So first thing is, were there any big unforeseen changes for you going from the model that you were in before to this? Were there any like, all right, we're in here, we're doing this. We thought it was going to be X and oh my goodness, this is Y, whether it's operationally, whether it's, you know, strategically, were there any big, big gotchas there where you're like, oh shoot, got to change that you know, back to the drawing board real quick, anything like that happened? Yeah. You know, thankfully, you know, and it's not that I'm just, you know, the greatest business guy or anything, but there, I really, there was none of that. I didn't have any, you know, there was some things that were sort of newer experiences, like, you know, negotiating a lease, for example. Um, but, you know, we had a little experience with that from other things and there, there were, thankfully there were no surprises. We were just very, very diligent about just crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's. And it's just, you know, if if there were things we didn't know, you know, my partner and I were just very, very hard workers and we'll go after an answer and we'll do the work to make sure that we have our bases covered. So thankfully there, there were no surprises. You know, we had had experience with even, you know, renovations. And so even though that was a big deal, um, we pretty much GC'd the job ourselves, you know, and, and we're just very, very involved, you know, okay, you know, we need, um, you know, we need all of this tile for the bathroom. Okay. So we drive to tile supply, load up the car, bring it back, you know? And so we were, we were involved on that, on that level. Um, everything, it's not that everything went super smooth. It's just that I, I have to say there really were no surprises. Everything was very, very straight ahead. Um, and um, certainly we learned a lot along the way, but, um, you know, we, I, I'm pretty, I have to say at the risk of sounding arrogant, I'm pretty proud of the way that we pulled it off. Um, you know, we just really worked really, really hard and kind of got it right. Awesome. Awesome. So, and I think you should be proud of it. I mean, just to be, to be still standing, you know, 13 years later, you know, in this, in this version of it, let alone all the time you've had in the industry and to still be happy and excited about doing it. I think that this says a lot about what's, what's really going on there. Um, I want to bring it more to current day because there's some, some topics that have changed a lot along uh, the, the length of time. As far as execution goes, your actual fulfillment, um, your personal training studio. So 
the product is going to be you, you know, your other coaches and how you execute that. That's not something that you can necessarily, I think, translate to other people. If you don't have good fulfillment, you can't listen to enough podcasts that are going to help you do that. You just got to be a great trainer. That's the bottom line. And you've got to be able to impart that to your clients. You know, you can have all the information in the world and if it's locked up inside your head and you don't have the communication skills to to give that to your client, then that's that's a major limiting factor. So, you know, all of the different aspects of things that make you a good personal trainer, you know, there, there's there's so much information out there and so many seminars on on programming and all of these things, but you know, communication skills and how to be just a good business person, how to be a good listener. You know, how to know when to shut up when, you know, when they're telling you something and how to really, you know, figure out what they want. And sometimes they don't even know what they want. And you have to kind of you have to be a bit of a of a therapist, you know, additionally, you know, as, as I'm sure you've experienced. Yeah, for sure. So on either side of that, the two big things that go into keeping the business viable are. Um, acquisition and retention, right? You're naturally always going to have yes. some people who leave. You're going to need to keep that, that book of business full. So I'm interested in what works best for you in your, you know, personal training uh, specific model right now, what works best for you. And then on the other side of that fulfillment has to be on point, right? That's a given. We could beat that horse to death, but there are, there are certain things above and beyond fulfillment depending on how you, how you look at what fulfillment is above and beyond executing yeah. workouts that will keep people engaged longer, whether it's a sense of belonging or camaraderie or, you know, check-ins outside the gym or other things that you do. So on both sides of that, what do you feel, you know, what works best for you for acquisition and, and what do you think ties in the most to, to your retention, which, you know, going by our conversation, I'm, I'm going to guess is probably pretty high. But you know, you tell me. Yeah, it's a great, great question, and and without a doubt, retention um, for us is way better than acquisition. You know, acquisition is more difficult. You know, because this is a referral-based business. Most people don't just sort of. I was going to say open the yellow pages, but that's dating me, right? It's like googling. You know, personal trainers. We have a certain amount of it because we have a facility, but. The clients that we have, retaining them long term to us is is more important than new acquisitions because we also have only only so many hours in a day, you know. And after ten clients in a day, you, you know, I don't think you you don't want to be my eleventh client. You know, I don't have much left for you. So um, as long as the schedule's full and um, we're doing what we need to do, um, then that's how we kind of. You know, that's how we keep the retention. New business is important, too, because there, there's a certain amount of attrition. Thankfully, we don't have a ton of it. But usually when people come and and you hit it off and they really like what we're doing, they'll stick and they'll stick for a long time. The people that don't, they'll do a few sessions and then, you know, that's about it. You know, either it wasn't a good match or and then you have some people that they'll, they'll move away or, you know, um, I mean, we have clients from people in their 20s to people in their 90s. And so, you know, life changes happen to people and 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 you do lose clients. But um, retention, you know, focusing on retention, doing things like really, really being there for them, like you were just saying, you know, calling them, following up. All right, I have a client that just has shoulder surgery. Call them the day after. 
How are you doing? Connect with their physical therapist. Get on the same page. Make sure that you're ready to pick up their post rehab and make sure that you know the protocols and that, that you can just kind of keep them seamlessly moving, like, you know, right back to health. Um, you know, the, the, it's, it's, it sounds really, really corny, but, you know, you say we, we want you simply leaving the facility feeling better than when you came in. Um, and so that takes a lot of forms more than just, you know, how many reps I have you do on a certain exercise. You know, it, it's conversations. They might be working out a problem, inventing something to you while they're working out. They're getting it out physically. They're also getting it out mentally and emotionally. And they kind of feel cleansed by the time they leave. And, and again, I know that sounds really corny, but we, we do a lot of that because just being older guys, we have a certain amount of life experience. And, um, you know, as much as we can help with something, even if it's just being a good listener, you know, we try to do that. So connecting with clients, you know, and, and building these relationships and really, you know, it, from a very sincere place, showing them that you're there for them. This is not like, well, when you leave the facility, I don't want to know from you until your next appointment. I want to know, I'll, I'll, I'll text them. I, I get up early sometimes, like four in the morning, I'll text them, would you eat yesterday? You know, I, I saw you, I saw you at that restaurant. You know, I'm not, you know, what was on your plate? I don't think I put that on your program, you know, sort of bust their chops a little bit and, and it becomes fun and funny. And, um, you know, you just want to engage them and you just want to really, you know, they look at, we don't want to take for granted the fact that they look at us as a really, really kind of important part of their life. You know, this is their fitness. This is their health. This is their nutrition. And, you know, we want to honor that by making sure that, you know, we deliver and it, and it has to go far beyond the hour that they train. Awesome. So we have probably only time to hit one more topic before we got to let you go here. And for me, it's uh, what does the future look like? I mean, you sit here, um, you got basically a full book of business, right? You're, you have a client base that you love. You have a, a business that you've built and, and nurtured. And, you know, it doesn't sound like you're, you're slowing down or stopping anytime soon. So are there any other projects? Are there any other goals on the horizon, you know, uh, mentoring some, you know, people who may want to do something, uh, molding new trainers, looking at other challenges, investments, opportunities? Is there anything on the horizon or is it just, just keep doing this? Well, we're going to keep doing this for the most part. You know, we're, we're just, we don't have that aspiration. We're going to open up multiple facilities and we're going to be some kind of an empire. Um, you know, we found based on what we do and how we do it, that if you're not there, it doesn't matter how much you're paying this other person or how great they might be. If they don't have a vested interest, it's not going to be the same product and the clients aren't going to get the same service. So we like the simple construct that works and we want to keep that going. Concurrently with that, you know, we do want to mentor people. We do like to participate in seminars and, and to, to kind of teach what we know. Um, during the pandemic, we pivoted to virtual training. And that was a whole, as a lot of trainers did, um, that was a whole aspect of things that we never did before. And um, we were so pleased that that was so simple. I had this idea that I have to, well, I, I need this other component of my website and it has to be some sort of a technology nightmare that I have to attack. And it says, you have FaceTime, I have FaceTime. Okay, let's go, you know, and let's train. So we were doing more of that and we want to continue doing more of that. There, there's a limited amount of leverage, what we do. And so, you know, expansion in, in, in this kind of a business, the only way, you know, beyond the amount of hours that you can work and the amount of money that you can charge for those hours, you need a little leverage. And 
there's not a lot of that admittedly. Um, but, you know, we just kind of try to, you know, kind of just very subtly sort of expand what we do, but it's not, you know, other facilities and more trainers and other cities. And it's not like a chain of restaurants or something like that. Fantastic. Well, Steve, we are just about out of time. Um, and there's probably a million other topics we could have, we could have covered and hopefully we can get you back on another day, but for now, I appreciate yeah, the time that you've spent with us. Uh, this has been, been super cool. Um, I love, you know, hearing history and how people have, have pivoted and adjusted and, you know, stuck with the industry. It takes a certain amount of love and passion to, to stay with this crazy thing that we do for, for many years. And, uh, you know, I hope I'm in the industry as long as you've been. I don't, I don't feel the love leaving me any, anytime soon. So again, I just appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here, Steve. No, my pleasure. Take care. And to everybody out there listening, as always, we appreciate you. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for you there listening. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Gym Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show are Peyton and Savannah out of Impulse Fitness in Park City, Kansas. Peyton and Savannah, what is going on? How are you guys today? We're great. You know, yeah, it's, you? it's a beautiful day here in Kansas, thankfully. I don't know how with it being January, but <laughs> we don't have good. too many of those. Is that right? No. Good. Well, anyway, welcome. Excited to dive in on impulse and, and all things, tips and tricks that you guys have when it comes to the business side of things. But before we dive in on, on too much on strategy, tactics and whatnot, Tell us a little bit about how we got here in the first place, right? How did you start this gym and why did you want to start a gym in the first place? Yeah, so uh, I, I, Peyton, originally opened the gym in January of 2020. Um, I'd been in the, the so-called fitness realm of the Wichita, Kansas area for a minute, working out at obviously several gyms, um, working for a, sup a very large supplement company here in town called Supplement World. Um, and then at the time I was also working for, uh, anytime fitness as a general manager, um, opening up a gym was always a dream of mine. I just didn't know it was going to come as soon as it did, um, at the age of 23 and 
everything just kind of fell into place luckily for me um the gym that i was working for the owner has was trying to get rid of it um general managing the gym i had built up a a great clientele um, of people and at that point you know i just saw the opportunity park city is a small suburb of wichita that there's not really as much like competition as far as like big box gyms like planet fitnesses and ymcas and everything like that everything's a good 15, 20 man drive. So I knew that I would be safe. There was no other gym besides any kind of fitness in the area. And I basically, I quit my job before he had shut the gym down and was like, I'm just going to open up another gym. Didn't sign a non-compete or anything with the guy. Um, there was a kind of a bad falling out that I had with him, unfortunately, but, um, you know, I went my way. I, I knew that the the members that I'd been serving deserved more. And I wanted to provide that um, because the individual I was working for at the time was not providing great aspects of a gym like it should. And it was unfortunately falling back on me. So luckily, like I said, everything had fallen into place. Whenever I had started the gym, I knew that a large amount of the members that I had at that gym were going to follow me over. Um, So I just started planning um, thankfully I have the base, best support system in the entire world between my parents, my stepdad, my grandparents, they all jumped on board with me, um, signing off on loans. I mean, the gym, the gym was Not signed off until we paid it <laughs> off underneath with my parents' name. They, they, they stuck yeah. their necks out for me. Um, as far as, well, my mom and stepdad and then my grandfather, they right. really, ste- my grandfather and grandma really stepped up and helped me out with that aspect of it while, you know, allowing me because I was it was like as going to the big gym or going to the bank and asking for a large sum of money with not a lot to my name was tough. You know, <laughs> yeah, it took it's not a cheap long, either. Yeah. Yeah, it took a long time. So yeah. um I knew that I was balling on a budget at the time. Um luckily there was a facility about two and a half hours away where I could buy wholesale equipment. So went down there with a budget. Um, you know, my dad comes into place with uh he's a carpenter. So we we gutted and remodeled Saving money wherever you can, right? Yeah. We gutted and remodeled the entire gym ourselves. Um, two months basically is what it took. My dad spending day in and day out, like on top of his job coming in after work, coming in before work, you know, it was Thanksgiving. The guy was at the gym for 12 hours a day, mudding walls and fixing sheetrock or this or that. Like, so, you know, my dad provided the service that wasn't a monetary service at the time. Um, like my parents could, or my mom and stepdad could, he provided what he could as far as he's, he has a skill. Uh, and that's what he did. And it was, it was great. There's something like building that gym and the relationship and doing all that with my dad was something that I will, you know, it's the amount of time I spent with him was phenomenal. Um, so basically, yeah. like I said, opened in 2020, literally January 11th. Um, Best timing possible. Hey, right? Heck yeah. <laughs> we're, we're ready to roll, you know? So yeah, that's how it started. You know, we, it was a goal of mine and luckily everything just kind of fell into my lap, you know, and it was, it was all super quick. Um, and I'm just proud of where it's come and the people that have come with me. And I'm so thankful for the people that have helped me out as far as parents, family, everything like that. And now 2022, or I guess 2021, um, Savannah, my fiance came into the role to help me general manage the gym, take care of clients, take care of a lot of other things that I just, had on my plate running I was doing everything by myself for the last basically two years so she came in you know we split the load up and now we're rocking and rolling and and here we are still open 
right? Yes, we made it. We made it at least through to today, and so just past two years. Tell us a little bit about the the service, right? We know that there are any number of ways to help people in the fitness industry. How do you guys go about helping out your clients? Um, being from a small community, uh, up here in Park City, I grew up in a small town, like a town of a thousand people. I mean, graduated from high school of 14 kids in my class. And so, um, I love the small community aspect up here. And one thing that whenever I started working at supplement world was the owner there, Dustin West, he came up to me very first day and he said, Hey, this job is not about sales. This job is about customer service. And ever since I took that with me, whenever I was at Anytime Fitness and I built up relationships, you know, relationships, you know, saying hello to every person that came in the door, you know, started talking with them, you know, you learn about what they do, you know, what their jobs are, how many kids they have, their family, everything like that. And it, it creates a great retention. Um, so there's one thing that we try to provide and it's a family aspect, family, family atmosphere, just a good time at our gym while helping people transform their lifestyles um, that are attainable. You know, we're not huge on doing this or that to get people, like, everyone's goals different. Everyone has a different route. We're just here to help people change their lifestyles. For sure. That's, I mean, that has to be the, the basis of what you do. And, and so within that, when we talk about business models within the fitness industry, we kind of, I mean, you alluded to it earlier. There's the big box, Planet Fitness, Gold's Gym, X, Y, and Z. We've got personal training studios. We've got CrossFit boxes. How do you guys, what, what are your members signing up for, right? It sounds like there's some sort of open gym component to it, but what are the other services that you guys have? Yeah, um, we don't have a, a ton of space. I mean, we have 3,700 square foot, um, but I knew going into it, I wanted to provide a little bit of everything for anyone. Um, so we got the open gym aspect where people can come in, do their own thing. Uh, we've got boot camps. We launched that shortly after opening. Um, it was something that I wasn't really interested in at the beginning, but man, they're freaking fun. Um, high energy, you know, you got these ladies and these, these guys coming in after work just to get a quick workout in. You're just here blaring music and working out, make them sweat, everything like that. It's, it's a blast. Um, and then from there, we, you know, we went into personal training. Um, I have an exercise science degree, personal training certification, uh, at first, I wasn't really using that, and um, so I started to dabble more into the personal training, um, which helped me build up a lot better relationships with a ton of members because people, they, they started seeing results from clients, and it, it's been great. It's, it's great to change people's lives um, on a one-on-one -on -one basis and learn more about everyone. Um, so, yeah, we do that, and then we provide nutritional services as well as far as, like, helping people figure out what they're eating and you know, as far as building a good, healthy relationship with food. Um, and that's, that's been huge. A lot of people love that. We just had a nutrition seminar this last weekend. It was a huge hit. Everyone loved it. Um, whether they were able to come or watch it live on our Facebook, we just wanted to throw out as much information as we can um, to help people reach their goals. Yeah. I think that's, that's sort of become a necessity in the fitness industry at this point. For so long, people have been just running and gunning, trying to work out as hard as they can. And if they have a crappy diet, I mean, you know, that it's just, it's just not going to work in the long run. And so for you guys, we've got open gym. That's kind of the, the meat and potatoes, building out personal training, building out group training, and now nutrition coaching on top of all of that. 
within all of these services, how many people do you guys have as members right now? Well, we rolled about 270, 280 members right now. Um, a mixture of the, the three, a large amount being the, the open gym. Um, but our personal training and bootcamp side is growing, um, which is causing for a, especially in the bootcamp area, we have one small studio room. So we're, we're looking in the near future to expand. Um, like I said, we have about 3,700 square foot. We've met with a guy who built, who bought this chunk of land literally right next to our gym. Um, phenomenal couple between him and his wife. They have great, great admirations and just great people. So they've, they've agreed to help build us a building on their land and um, looking about doubling the size of our gym, hopefully within the next two years. Yeah. So big plans in the works to say the least, maybe Savannah, Savannah, maybe you can speak to this a little bit as far as personal training and uh, the boot camp side of things go now, are these, these are additional costs to a traditional membership. Is that right? Yes. Um, so they, regardless of what program they sign up for, they obviously have the 24 seven access to the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously each thing is like a little bit tiered. So, you know, you, you add on some bootcamp classes, that's going to cost a little bit more, but they, they're, it's unlimited bootcamp classes because there's one offered in the morning, uh, Monday through Saturday. There's also two more offered in the evening. And we also do like a stretching routine after each class as well. So people are really loving that. Yep. Um, and then of course it just depends on how, what their goals are as far as how many times a week or a month that they want to do a personal training session, either with Peyton or myself. Um, you know, and then it just depends on, again, like I said, how many, how many they do, cause then that'll add a little bit more money, but yeah, we do the nutrition plan with them as well. And then they also get set up in an app where if they're not working out with us, they have a guided workout routine so that they know what they're doing the other days okay. of the week cool. and they're not just totally lost if they don't have us there. Yeah. And, and it sounds like right now you guys are, are kind of holding down the fort, but doubling the size of the gym, I'm sure you'll have to bring on other people to help with that. Has that conversation started kicking around with you guys yet? Yes. It, um, yeah, it has definitely. Um, we, we've got some people that um, I'm friend that, well, we're friends with that we've talked to about bringing on and, you know, helping us out as far as whether it be setting up appointments or consultations with people all the way to more personal trainers being added on as well. Um, again, back to my mom, um, for instance, I, unfortunately, I, like we've gotten so busy with personal training that I, she teaches two to three boot camps a day for me, you know, and, and she loves it. You know, the morning. Yeah. yeah. Mom, she, she teaches and in the morning it's, she teaches while she's working out. Yeah. She literally does the workout <laughs> yeah. and screams at these people all at the same time. <laughs> she crushes it and she comes back in the evening. As soon as she gets off work, she comes up to the gym. She hits my th 530 boot camp if I'm un unavailable. And um, she, she, she takes a load off my feet as well. Um, and then obviously you got, got handyman dad there for all the, you know, <laughs> utilizing I mean, every resource we got. Oh, yeah. it is. You know, like I said, the support system is phenomenal. Our janitor yep. here, you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And, and so guys, for you, we talked about somewhere between 270, 280 members in 3,700 square feet, but certainly in talks to expand the building now here in the next couple of years, can you guys grow that membership currently or are we pretty capped out? No, we're, we're continuing to grow um, right now. Uh, 
we are trying to switch more over to the personal training side. Um, whenever we do get over to the bigger facility, our, our open gym space will be obvious. It'll be about the size of the, the current gym right now. Um, our studio room will be, I think we had it mapped out about three times the size of what it is right now. Um, you know, but yeah, everything's still growing. Um, with everything going on in 20, at the beginning of 2022, it's been a little bit slower for us, but it, we're still chugging along. Um, and we, we're still accepting people, you know, our motto is, you know, the gym is welcome to anyone, but it may not be for everyone. Um, yeah. so we, we welcome everyone in to come in and, you know, see our facility, check out what we have to offer. And then if it's not a good fit for them, it's not a good fit for them. It's no harm. Yeah, no, it's certainly not the end of the world. And, and we want to deter people that don't belong just as much as attract people we do belong. Yeah. And that, that brings us really well to the point of, of marketing and how we attract those right people. What have you guys done to market the business so far in order to bring in the 280 members you have? Uh, honestly, it's been a lot of... Um, of what do you call that? Uh, yeah. Word of mouth marketing, um, word of mouth. It's all like the free, like we don't, we've are going to in the near future, start doing some more advertising, maybe bring on an advert someone to do some more advertising for us, but it's all, you know, word of mouth, small community. I mean, I, I can't thank our members enough because of them. They it's, they're one of the biggest drivers of new clients into our gym, you know? Um, yeah. They, they, yeah, they write, referrals. they write reviews, they write referrals, you know, it's crazy how many times people come in the gym and they read hey, nothing but great reviews in the place. And obviously that's a uh, backlash or like on us, you know, showing us that we're doing a great job, but you know, they're taking the time out of their day to, you know, write those reviews and tell all their friends and neighbors and everything about that. Um, so yeah, yeah we're, no. luck we're lucky enough to have a ton of organic. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Generation. I agree. And fitness lends itself really well to word of mouth referral type strategies, because to your point, man, if the product sucks, people are not going to share it with people that they care about. It mm -hmm. has to be worthwhile. And, and for me to say to my brother, to coworkers, to friends, family, whoever, hey, you should come and check this out. I have to really believe in it myself. And so these people coming in, they're a really high quality client as well. We probably aren't going to have too many headaches. The sales process should be relatively easy because they know who we are. They like us and they trust us already. But to your point, right, there's a, there's kind of a ceiling with using that strategy alone. And so you actually brought up, Hey, we're going to get into some other types of strategies to further accelerate the growth, right? Mm -hmm. When we talk about marketing, successful marketers in any industry, not just fitness, successful marketers use a variety of strategies. It's not one golden ticket. It's not, this works better than all other things. Typically it's some combination of a bunch of things. So we know February, we're bringing in this many people, March, we're bringing in this many people and we can plan on it like clockwork. And so talk to us a little bit about what happens after the marketing, right? When we get a lead in from referrals, from somebody walking in off the street, whatever, talk to us about the sales process. Who handles it and what does the client typically experience in that sort of process? Peyton's definitely the salesman between the two of us. Um, he's really, really good at sales. He's kind of yeah. working on me to get there, but um, 
but yeah, he's definitely the salesman. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, lead nurture. You know, once someone okay. calls in, we do have a ton of people that just call in randomly and it's just like, you know, they come with the typical, oh, what's your price? Because we do offer the free, or excuse me, the, the open gym aspect. So, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of comparing of us to, you know, Planet Fitness and the YMCA and uh, gyms like that. Um, so usually it's just um, a lot of good lead nurture. I mean, we're we're big on just we want to get people in, into the gym. And I tell them, I'm like, if you're come in and check it out, you know, set, schedule an appointment with us. Let's get you booked and at a time set, set aside to where we can meet with you face to face. You can see the gym. You can ask the questions you want. You can look at the prices. You can see what options fit for you. If they don't fit for you. And I tell them like, if it doesn't fit for you, walk out. You're not, I'm not, you're not going to hurt my feelings. You know, I've got 270 other people that love my facility and love our right. product that are willing to pay for it. And if you, I mean, so, and if it doesn't fit for you, then it doesn't. I mean, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's just a matter of getting them in and then basically just making sure that you're having a good conversation with them and, you know, learning about them, you know, asking tons of questions and listening and all the goods that come with good sales. And um, that's one thing that we're, we're big on. We want to listen. Like when we do consoles, they may be sad for like a 30 minute, but you know, there's some consoles that I have that make, I may sit with someone for an hour and a half and they may tell me their whole life story. Mm -hmm. You know, I had an individual who called me on Monday who, or the, yeah, this previous Monday, he called me first thing he did. I was, in the middle of my own workout and he just ran, phone serene. I picked it up. He goes, Hey, what are your, what are your membership rates? And I was like, well, have you ever been into my gym before? And he's like, well, no. And I was like, well, why don't you just come in and check out the place? I was like, if it doesn't fit for you, then it doesn't. And he goes, yeah, well, I'm looking for personal training. Um, and all that. And I was like, well, come in. Um, we set up a time. He literally came in within an hour. Um, I sat down with him. He basically, you know, these people are reaching out to you for a reason. You know, and it's a you. It's a matter of figuring out why yeah. that they're coming to you. And you know, we sat down. He told me all this, all this information about himself, and you know, the insecurities he deals with, and everything like that. Well, it's just like at this point, it's just you want to help him not only from a fitness standpoint, a phys physical standpoint, but from you know a mindset standpoint too. Um, there's because, a there's a whole lot to dig in there. And, yeah, and, it is, and it's 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 been it's been crazy. The kid's a, a young kid, um, grew up not too far from Park City here, and dealt with some dealt with some unfortunate circumstances growing up and in high school and everything like that. Um, that he's just tired of having a solo a, a low self esteem and ready to better himself. And so we we got him rolling. It was just a matter of us just listening to him. And you know, I've done a couple PT sessions with him since, and he's just you know, it's providing more than, than what it costs is, you know, be, be there, really the you name know, of the game. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's seriously, you gotta be, um, where personal training, for instance, is it's not just a personal trainer. You're also a therapist for mm -hmm. these people. I mean, I was 15 <laughs> minutes into training the kid, the first session, and he told me some wild things, um, that, you know, it just blew my mind. So it's right. just you're sitting there listening to him and, you know, and, providing them with everything you've got, you know, bending over backwards for people. It's, it's part of it, you know, it's part of the business model and, you know, we don't have a problem doing it. People call us late at night. People need this, need that from us. We don't give a rip. We live two blocks away from the gym. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I want to kind of take a step back and analyze that because there were a number of things there that I think are really, really helpful. You guys would not believe the number of gyms that report not having any kind of nurture system in place. Mm-hmm. 
and the reality is if we can't get them into the facility, they're never going to sign up in the first place. You could have the greatest salesman in the world, but people buying over the phone is few and far between. Mm-hmm. So even if we're not good at sales, even if we're closing in a low percentage, just getting more at bats, inevitably mm-hmm. we're going to have success. Yeah. When you talk about the sales process, of course, there's all kinds of nuance and different things. Each sale is individual and unique, but the the gist of what I'm getting from you is that they're coming in with some sort of problem. We have a potential solution. We just need to figure out what that bridge is. If it works, great, but we're trying to ask questions. We're not just pushing this on people. This isn't a used car sales sort of process. Mm -hmm. We need to diagnose as a doctor diagnoses, how can I help this person? Yep. And at the end of the day, you guys can rest easy knowing I didn't push this on anybody. I told them about what we did, how it could help them. If they want it, great. If they don't, great. We're going to be all right. And so Savannah, Peyton, I mean, we talk about all of this from the business lens of growth. Obviously, our whole conversation has been around doing more, expanding the gym, expanding the membership. We've talked already about doubling the space and and doing some more build out. What's the big picture for you guys with this business? How big can you take it? Uh, Sky's the limit, honestly. I mean, Park City is on its way up in our opinion and a lot of people's opinions here in the area. Um, we just want to reach as many people as we can. Um, we've never been in this for the money. Uh, we obviously want to make a living off of it, but it's never been about the money. It's been yeah. about, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know, it's more about helping as many people as we can and building a relationship with me as many people as we can, because you never know what, what you could do to help help someone in their life whether it, you know, whether it be from that physical standpoint or from their home stand or like what their home life is like, you know, it's just, we want to help reach as, as many people. And that's why we're, we're so welcoming to anyone and everyone. And, you know, it honestly, it, it breaks my heart knowing that people don't even want to take the chance of coming in and meeting with us and seeing us and seeing our dog that runs around the gym, you know, who, you know, brightens everyone's day when they come into the place. Um, so nothing like a good just, gym dog. Oh yeah. He's the best. <laughs> and and guys, I mean, it's it's important to to take a step back and kind of reiterate what you just said. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this is a business and money in versus money out. We need to pay our bills as well, but we're doing this to help people. And and when I have this conversation, inevitably it goes one of two ways. Either we're trying to make as much money as we possibly can so we can reinvest it and help those people even greater, right? We can put out an even better gym. We can add additional services. We can give things away. We can throw member parties, X, Y, Z, whatever else. Or we got in this to help people. So we don't want to raise our rates. We're not about profitability. And then you're kind of limited by how much you can help people and and really shooting yourself in the foot in the first place. And so it sounds like you guys are, are far more the first category we're trying to figure out how to maintain the business side of this as well as the people side of this but it's an ultimate balancing act right yeah yeah it is you know <laughs> we did a like a budget 
like revise as well, you know, to see where we could scale back on even our own spending. Luckily, the two of us are cheap, you know, and we don't have other employees besides the two of us. So we like, right. we even looked at our, our bills and budget and say like, what can we possibly cut out to like, save more money for like you said to reinvest back into the to gym put it back in right, right yeah but i mean and it does it to us at least it doesn't affect us like that much because we just love so much what we do so it's not like it's a negative thing for us you know and we we were you know we save money for ourselves as well but yeah we just love it so much that it's yep. just kind of comes with it but there's also the point at the end of the day that I've never asked somebody if they're okay with making more money and they tell me no. So well, one, yeah. thing, <laughs> one thing to keep in mind as well. Now, guys, as we kind of get towards the end of this podcast and, and start to wrap up the interview, where can people find out a little bit more about Impulse? Is there a website? Is there social media? Yeah, we, uh, we, yeah, we have social media, Facebook, Instagram at Impulse Fitness. Um, the Instagram may be Impulse Fitness PCs for like Park City. Um, we have a website, impulsefitnesspc.com, um, where you can go in and check out everything that's going on. Um, we're a lot, lot bigger on our, our Facebook page and, you know, as far as uh, the social media goes versus uh, Instagram, just because the demographic of our clientele is more, more Facebook style type of people. Um, but yeah, you can look, check us out there. Um, or you can hit us up. You can see pictures Fantastic. of our dog too. Yep, we got our dog. <laughs> Check out the gym dog on yeah. all social media platforms. Guys, I've had a bunch of fun hosting this conversation. It's it's really awesome to see new business, new entrepreneurs hustling and growing what they have. And and I appreciate your time and, and I wish you guys nothing but the best going forward. There he is, the gym dog himself. Doug. The third owner. Yep. <laughs> And so guys, I mean, we'll have to get you on here down the road and, and check in and see how everything looks in a year or so. How's that sound with you? Great. Yeah, good. Fantastic. Well, to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.